Hey, beautiful people. Welcome to the BU Podcast. I'm your host, Ariel Von Bretter. Before we get into the show, I wanted to take a moment to share how I host my podcast using Anchor. It's free and easy to use. You can record and edit using your phone or computer, and then Anchor distributes your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many other platforms. It's super easy to use, and they do the work for you. I highly recommend using Anchor. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now, on to the show. So for this week's episode, I get to speak with Lauren Dreher. She is a motivational speaker, and she focuses on self-image and self-confidence and mindset. And we actually got connected through one of our friends, Clarine. She saw what both of us were doing and uh, told us about each other, and that's how we got connected. And when I first spoke with Lauren, I just knew that I really liked her message and what she was doing and wanted her to have wanted her to be on this podcast to share it and share a little bit more information. So I'm excited for you guys to hear our conversation and take something away from it. So Lauren, will you tell us about yourself and who you are? Absolutely. So uh, my name is Lauren Dreher. I have a background actually in healthcare. I actually have a degree in Uh, family studies and human services, as well as gerontology, so study of the aging, if anybody doesn't know. And after a lot of jobs that just didn't work out for one reason or another, I found myself sitting in an office working, thinking, this is not where I'm supposed to be. So lo and behold, I decided that I wanted to become a professional speaker regarding uh, self-image as I grew up from essentially a baby with a birthmark and scars on my face. And I wanted to help people move past that. I wanted to help people learn to build their inner confidence and be able to get past what they look like outside. So I started doing some work on that. And then when I had um, my second child, I ended up not being able to find childcare. So I was, I'm staying home with them. I am still doing that now that we are all in the middle of a fantastic pandemic. And it's allowed me to do a lot of personal work and work through a lot of things that I didn't know I had to work through. And it has been incredibly challenging and also incredibly rewarding. You know, I'm, I'm an everyday work in progress as are we all, I think. So that's a little bit about me. Yeah, I love it. And uh, yes, we are all a work in progress. And I love that you are working on yourself and sharing it with others and just kind of you know, as you dig deeper, you're learning more and more about yourself and having that aspect to turn around and share with others is what so many people need right now. Um, because this is definitely just like a hard time. And I'm sure a lot of people are kind of doing um, some work on themselves right now. Um, so with this time of year, since it's December 2020 of this crazy year, uh, this is a time of year where people usually start to think about changes that they want to make for the new year and goals they want to achieve. Where can people start with that? So what I've 
always done. I totally used to be the person that I'm like, okay, January 1, what am I going to do with this year? And it was, I always focused on like, what do I want myself to look like right now? Like, what do I want my life to look like? And that is fabulous. But most of the time we, I feel that we base those things and those ideas of what we want off of just like, you know, sitting on the couch thinking, I'm not happy with this. I'm not happy with that. And Mm -hmm. that's fine and great. But what I would, I always do and what I would suggest to people is think about what you want your life to look like for yourself, for your family, for the people around you, whatever that looks like for you individually. What do you want it to look like a month from now, six months from now, next year at this time, regardless of the situation, regardless of the world around us, what does that look like for you? And have that picture in your head and think, okay, I want these things to happen. I want to be in these places. I want to be doing these things. This is the situation that I want to be in. Now, obviously there are plenty of factors out of our control, but when you have that bigger picture and you can think of where you want to be, I hope it's for so many people, I hope it's not exactly where you are right now. I hope you're wanting to have something better. You want to move forward with your life. I think if you don't want to, I find that so many people who do that are just, they end up finding out that they're in a little bit of a rut and a little bit more unhappy than they realize that they are. And so whatever you want for the next months, figure out what steps you can take, but have, have that bigger goal that gets you excited that gets you, gives you something to get out of bed in the morning for. Not just thinking, ugh, it's another day. I don't want to get up today. You know, that, you tell yourself that every day, that's exactly how you're going to feel. But if you have something in six months or a year that you're excited to make happen, then we tend to hop out of bed a little bit faster. And yes, I know people like to sleep in, but... (laughs) I feel like when you have something that you're excited about, like when you're excited to go to work, when you're excited to, you know, go wherever you're going for the day, you get out of bed, you get yourself going, you get yourself some type of ready, whatever that looks like. If you can have that kind of excitement about something that you're working towards, whether it be professionally, personally, whatever that looks like, And then break it down into, okay, what are the steps that I need to work towards that and make it smaller steps? Whenever I used to make myself that big, huge goal, it paralyzed me because I'm sitting there saying, yeah, okay, that's big. How the heck do I get there? that (laughs) That seems impossible. But what I've learned to do in the past year is... Think about that and be able to kind of visualize that. And I've learned to be a visual person. 
I am totally the type of person that you have to show me exactly what you're talking about. Like literally draw it out because I have no idea. But if you can have some sort of picture in your head, whether that be blurry or not, and be able to kind of say, okay, in order to get there, what changes do I need to make here? What changes do I need to make there? And do those smaller things that are manageable in every day instead of just being like, oh God, how do I get there? What do I do? <laughs> and like, oh, you know, you almost start like mentally hyperventilating about it because it's too big and it seems so unobtainable. Mm-hmm. But when yeah. you break it down a little bit, it it gets so much easier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love how you talk about like, where you are now and where you want to be because you do have to look at where you are now and kind of the steps that get you to that future version of yourself because if you just think of like you've got this big goal and you just try to jump ahead to that it does seem very overwhelming and that you can't do it but you know when you actually look at where you are now and what steps uh, you can take to get there it's so much easier to look at those smaller like bite-sized steps yeah, it it seems like we just try to hop life and be like, okay, I need my next big win. Mm-hmm. And that's not how it works. Like the big wins are great, but it's the smaller wins and the smaller stepping stones that get you to those bigger wins. And I can tell you for dang sure that if I did not find a way to celebrate the small things, and I mean like something minute that happens yesterday, I'm like, yes, I'm <laughs> waiting for this and, or anything. It's just those small things that get you to the next big thing. Cause otherwise if you're just waiting for those big wins, they don't come that often mm-hmm. yeah, or not as often as we'd like to. And then you lose motivation and then you're just kind of like, okay, well, it's not going to happen. Do you have a um, way that you like to celebrate those small wins, something that you do or reward yourself with? So I am a total nerd in that I get up every single morning. Mm -hmm. And first of all, I start with gratitude because it gets my mind in a good place. And I force myself for at least 10 minutes I write, physically write whatever I'm thinking. And this is how I started shifting my mindset when I wasn't in a good place years ago. But it's something that I'm like, okay, you know, yesterday, I'm so excited that th- this happened. This was great. Like, or I, I had a pretty big uh, mental breakthrough last week that it just kind of smacked me in the face. And I sat down one morning, I'm like, I'm like, wow, I can't believe this happened. I'm so excited. Like I, this is something I've needed for so long. I have no idea where it came from. Mm -hmm. And I mean, small things like that, or, you know, I'm so excited. This call went so good, or I'm so excited that like, I, I got a new book or, you know, I'm, you know, whatever it, is it's different for everybody but I write about it yeah and and that way when you write about it you you mentally your body processes whatever you're writing and I write about it and I'm just like I'm I literally write that I'm excited about this this was so great and it allows me to get excited about it again 
-hmm. And it makes that, yes, I'm going to nerd out. It makes that chemical reaction, you know, in your brain happen to where you start making a habit of getting excited about things because if we can't get excited about some of the small things, then I feel like people are a little bit miserable when they are not able to allow themselves to get excited about those small things. Right. Yeah. So yeah, right. That's my biggest one is writing it down. Um, or I allow, if I have a big, if I have any sort of win, I allow myself to enjoy it. Hmm. It, it seems to me like we get so mad at ourselves about stupid things, but when we have something good about it or happen in our lives, we're just kind of like, okay, great. What's next? Instead of <laughs> sitting down and saying, Hey, this was really great. Like I made this happen or, you know, I'm so glad I met this person or look at what I did. Yeah. And we don't allow ourselves to enjoy those things. And we need to, because otherwise, you know, you don't, you don't allow yourself to have those wins. And the more you do that, I feel like the more kind of like, okay, I can do this. I'm moving forward. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I really like that. Um, I actually didn't really think about writing it down as a way to celebrate your wins, but I totally do that too. Like I love journaling and I like to write down like what's you know, going well and what I'm doing and stuff. And I, I've started to track some of my like small wins and I really like that. Cause like so many times, um, you are, you know, like reward yourself with like a piece of chocolate or your favorite drink or, you know, and I, it works for other people, but like stuff like that just doesn't work for me. But I really like the idea of like writing down and reflecting on it, um, because it does feel good. And then you've got like this reminder of, oh, I did this thing. I can do it. Like, you know, it's, I can check it off and move on to like the next step. So, and I totally agree with that. And I would say I am, I'm not against rewarding yourself with something you can consume, whether it be, you know, dessert or a drink or, you know, whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. I am not against having a, you know, piece of cake or beer or glass of wine or, you know, whatever it is. But I have to be really conscious that when I do that, because I refuse to make that my always habit, because then anytime that, you know, I want to celebrate something, I'm like, okay, okay, where's, where's this? And I've tried to do that very sparingly because I don't want to, I want to do it more like if something happens, I'm not like, all right, what can I eat? You know, I, yeah. I want it to be a, like, I can sit in my car, turn the music off and sit just with myself and be like, I'm freaking awesome. Look what I just did. And let that sort of be enough rather than having to do something. I mean, by all means go, you know, buy something if you want to, but right. Sorry, I wanted to add that in there. <laughs> yeah, no, I love that point. Cause I mean, you know, people are motivated by different things. You know, there's like the intrinsic and extrinsic motiva- motivation, Right. but I think it is important to kind of distinguish like what works for you and that realizing, you know, with like that external stuff, it might kind of 
not motivate you for the right reasons to really do like what you want to do and stuff. So I really like that you made that point. Um, and he talks about like shifting your mindset, um, a little bit. Will you touch more on, on that and like what that means for you and what it looks like for you? Absolutely. So I grew up a happy kid and I, my, my uncle used to tell me like, don't ever lose that pep in your step or don't ever lose that bubbliness about yourself. And, you know, naturally we grow up and we become adults and we do sort of lose it to the everyday grind. Mm -hmm. And about the time that I decided to make that list of what I wanted to do or, you know, what I wanted to be in life, I was waking up so mad Mm. and I, I had a lot going on. I had some things happening that I couldn't control and, but it wasn't me. And I'm just like, okay, like it is exhausting to be this mad all the time. It's exhausting. And I'm like, it's just not how I want to be. So like I was saying earlier, that's when I started writing in a journal. I literally, it was probably not even seven o'clock yet. I was sitting at my desk in my house and I was getting ready to clock in and I was like, okay, I can't do this all day. Like if I'm going to sit here and be like this, this is going to be a really, really long day. And so I pulled out a spiral notebook that I probably had in a drawer for who knows how long, like 10 years or so. And I just started writing. And let me tell you the people in my life probably should absolutely never read it because (laughs) I mean, you know, we're, we're always mad about something or we look, we read too much into whatever it is, but like if something happened or something rubbed me the wrong way and I was mad about it, I'm like, it would just build. So I'm like, okay, what am I mad about? You know, what stupid thing happened this morning? So I just wrote about it and I'm just like, I don't understand why this person did this. Why would they think about this when they didn't know? Like, why would they think about anything that I'm writing about? Like, they're just going about their lives, right? Right. And so I started writing, and I probably wrote two pages of just things and thoughts and feelings. And by the time that was done, because I had to clock into work, I was not mad anymore. Yeah. And I sat there and I'm like, holy cow, I'd never done it before. And I just sat there and I'm just like, I'm not mad anymore. How did that just happen? Little did I realize because I sat there, I processed through everything. I realized 90% of the things I was mad about were stupid that I was mad about it. And I said, okay, I'm onto something here. And I mean, I'm human, so I don't do it every single morning Mm -hmm. but for the most part I and I think I don't even know how many I've gone through now I've had a lot of different journals from a lot of different places but I've made a point and every once in a while like if I'm having a bad day I'll I'll go lock myself in a room wherever for a couple minutes and I'll just write it out and yes, that ends up in tears sometimes because I am emotional and I am a crier. And sometimes I just need a good cry, but I like hands down hundred percent writing what I'm thinking 
and processing the crap that I'm either overthinking, I'm mad about, I'm anxious about, I'm stressed about, whatever it is, the things I'm excited about even, anything like that, I, it was, it was like my own therapy. And yeah. I'm like, okay, I'm like all of these things are stupid that I'm, you know, having a hard time with, or it, it's turned into me writing it out and processing through that stuff to making some breakthroughs. And I, you know, I started asking myself questions and being like, you know, why am I upset about this? Why am I anxious about this? Or why can I not just sit down and do this? And then as soon as I do this, like I did it the other day and I had like six questions right in a row or something. And all of a sudden I'm like, because of this, because of this. And I'll say, I've, I make myself be completely honest because I'm like, okay, nobody's ever going to read this. Let's get down and dirty and honest with yourself and say, this is why, this is why I'm doing this. This is why I'm feeling this way. And it lets me process through emotions that I don't really know why they're there because I'm like, well, they're not going away. So I might as well figure out what the heck they mean or why the heck they're here and use it because otherwise I'm going to sit here and stew and I'm going to make myself a train wreck for zero reasons. And nobody's got time for that. (laughs) Yeah. I love that, you know, because I feel like so many people, when they get upset about something or something's not going their way, yeah, they just kind of let it sit inside of them and then it just boils up and everything Mm -hmm. gets thrown off and stuff. So it's, yeah, like letting it out however you can. And especially I'm a, like I said before, I'm a big fan of journaling. So I totally agree. Just like letting it out is so powerful. And then you can process through all those thoughts and, you know, it's just like you kind of, rather than going down like the bad rabbit hole, you can go down like a better rabbit hole of thinking like, you know, why is this happening? What am I thinking? How can this change and stuff like that? So. Right. And I was laughing the other day because I was uh, recording something. I'm like, well, this is why like music is so powerful. That's, I mean, why do we think that there are so many songs that we relate to? Because it's people who write out their thoughts and their passions and their feelings. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's an outlet for them. And like you said, everybody has a a different way of doing it. Some people need to, I know somebody that loves to run and she goes, she always says God speaks to her when she sweats and I think (laughs) that's hysterical, but hey, whatever your avenue is, absolutely. Yeah. And so, you know, with your mindset, and I love that, like, even just like the journaling, it was such as it was an easy thing to do, but it like really shifted your mindset and shifted how your day was going to go. Tell me more about like your mindset and how it plays a part in, you know, with achieving your goals and changes you want to make in your life. Absolutely. So I, I found myself listening to a book. It was from I think it was a Brian Tracy book because, you know, I'm working to be a professional speaker and he is one. And so I'm like, well, learn from the best. Okay. Yeah. And he was talking in his book. It was in the audio book. So I was, yes, listening to an audio book while I was working instead of working. But, (laughs) 
uh, he, he was talking about catching yourself in your thoughts. And I started laughing and I was like, okay, how do you do that? You're, you know, you're in your own thoughts. And he goes, I dare you to catch your thoughts or catch yourself in negative thoughts within two minutes. And I think I seriously did laugh out loud because I was like, two minutes, who can catch himself in two minutes? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, internally I was like, I can't do that. Challenge accepted. I'm going to prove you wrong. <laughs> and what always happens when we do that is half the time it's like, well, crap. They, yeah. <laughs> they know what they're talking about. <laughs> and so I kind of just started doing it. And I mean, it, it took me a decent amount of time at first. And I'm kind of like, okay, there's no reason I should be here. And before I knew it, I had gotten myself down to five minutes or something around there. Cause you know, we don't always know when we start doing that, but it allowed me to be like, okay, like there's no reason for me to be doing this. And it, it took a while. It's work. It's, it has to be a sub or it has to be a conscious effort, mm -hmm. but it, I got it down to two minutes miraculously. And since then, I think I've gotten it down to sometimes a minute, sometimes 30 seconds, depending on, you know, what kind of day I'm having or what kind of mood I'm in. And, you know, every once in a while it takes somebody to be like, okay, what are you doing? You know, why are you being like this? And I'm like, well, crap. Okay. You know, th thanks for the, thanks for the reality needed that. But with that, like when you, when you're able to catch yourself in your thoughts and think, okay, you know, is that worth getting worked up over or is it something stupid that is not going to matter in five minutes or at the end of the day, or is it something that I need to fix? Is it something that I can do something about? Mm. Because half the time, I think we get anxious and upset about things we can't do a dang thing about. Right. And what good does that do anybody? So I started thinking about that. And then I kind of started saying, okay, what is making me so upset? Hmm. You know, why is this upsetting me? Because I, I found a lot of times when I get upset about something, it had nothing to do with what I was actually mad about. It was because, you know, something had happened earlier in that day and I was, I was already edgy. I was already, you know, in whatever mood that I was in. And when you can learn to do that and when you can learn to like it, a lot of it is about triggers and knowing, you know, if, if somebody just sets you off or if, um, if there's, something that just puts you in a bad mood, maybe on your lunch break or in the morning or in the evening, you can learn to anticipate that and say, okay, here's how I'm going to handle this. And you can learn to get yourself in a different mindset. And when you can learn to do that and put yourself in the, I'm going to handle this good, or I already know this person or this situation does this for me. So here's how I'm going to handle it right instead of letting it ruin my entire day. Mm -hmm. When you can do that, it's drastic how much you can start catching yourself or how much you can 
handle that situation better than you would have prior. So learning how to kind of play offense in a mindset kind of thing, instead of always being on the reactive end and playing mm-hmm. defense, you can figure out how to do offense and catch yourself or say, you know, every day at this time, this happens and it always sets me off or, you know, just talking to this person always just makes me vent. And then we're both in a horrible mood mm-hmm. or something like that. So if, if you can learn to do all of those things, it's really drastic what you can do for your mindset. And you'll, you start to become much more aware of how you're thinking and what you're thinking. Yeah. Awareness is so key. And, you know, I love, you know, first talking about the catching yourself within two minutes and even five minutes. It's crazy that those time periods sound so short, but at the same time, you know, when you have those bad thoughts or like get in that negative state, it happens so quickly. And um, then it can just like ruin the rest of your day or something later can be impacted. And if you didn't catch yourself, it's crazy that that, that, like short amount of time can, you know, make or break your day. Um, So I really like that awareness. And then I like what you said about um, triggers and knowing, and I hadn't really thought about that before, but yeah, anticipating the things that do trigger you. So that way you can go into it with a uh, better mindset and be prepared and stuff, I think is, I mean, it's a brilliant idea. I don't know why I hadn't thought about that before. (laughs) I always like to uh, mention the story. Whenever I used to, when I was working in an office and I would get off work and I didn't really feel like listening to the radio. So I'd call my mom and be like, Hey, you know, what's up? How was the day? And then she would start talking and then but me calling her was just a trigger for me to just start ranting and raving about my day and everybody that drove me nuts and all the things that I was mad about at the office. And like, I just did. And sooner or later, she started being like, okay, well, I'm going to let you go. <laughs> I didn't even think that. I was kind of like, okay, whatever. She's busy. You know, it's nighttime. And <laughs> later I was like, oh, she probably didn't want to hear my word vomit and me, you know, going off about all the crap that happened during my day. Yeah. And like, yeah, that's exhausting for both of us. And so I actually stopped calling her for that reason. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to, I'm not going to do that. And I'm going to see how this works and how this changes. And it was, it was very interesting, but like just knowing that, that, okay, that specific thing, you know, just makes me all of a sudden start, you know, going off about all these things and start complaining. I'm like, I'm like, that's not how I want to be. And that's not how I want to talk to other people. That's not, you know, what I want to, I want them to be like, you know, I enjoy talking to her, not okay, you know, she's going to call me and just do this. So. Right. Yeah, that's funny. I, uh, I definitely have done the same thing with my mom. (laughs) I feel like moms are just the go-to, like I need to vent about work. It sucks. Um, but yeah, I love that. Cause like, it's like, you realized that that was a trigger for you to kind of go down that route. But then it's almost like your mom realized too, like it was a trigger for her and she had to set up that like personal boundary. Right. Of like, we're not going down that route right now. Right. 
<laughs> talk to me when you're in a better place. Right. Yeah. So when people are trying to make, you know, changes to their mindset or just like life goals or anything that they're working on, where do you think people tend to get kind of stuck? Change. So we as human beings and our brains love habit. We love our routine. And I, a lot of people probably don't notice that we do the exact same thing day in and day out. You wake up, you do whatever you do in the morning, you, you know, go to work or whatever you do during the day. And then you come home and you maybe have, you know, a couple conversations, you find something to eat, and then you kind of settle in for the night. Mm -hmm. And when something happens, whether it be good or bad, it changes our routine. And our entire, like, our brain doesn't know what to do. And so because of that, I feel like we're all like, oh, well, and we, we almost get anxiety and anxious about it, you know, and, and we don't know what to do or how to react. Mm -hmm. And so many people are just like, I hate change. I don't like this. I want things to stay how they are. But what we, I think, don't think about is everything is changing all the time. Our, yeah. <laughs> you know, we're, we're literally growing, getting older every day. Our, you know, we get new jobs. We have new seasons. We move. We meet new people. We make new friends. Things happen that change our lives every day. And some things we welcome or, you know, sometimes bad things happen and we have to change that. So for instance, when you get a new job, chances are, unless it's within the same company, you're going to have a new drive to work. You're going to have to get to know new people. You're going to have to get to know a new job, all of those things. Mm -hmm. But if we can learn to welcome change and think, okay, change is good. Change is moving forward. And when we, when something new in our life happens, when we're making changes, when we're starting something new, anything, we have to make changes to our routine. You know, you may have to go somewhere every week on this night, or you may have to, you know, get something ready at night, or you may have to change what you do in the morning. You may have to get up earlier, whatever it is. Yeah. If people can learn that change is inevitable and it's going to happen whether you like it or not. Mm -hmm. So let's embrace it. It actually, you can change drastically and you can say, okay, well, if I'm going to change like this anyway, let's, let's make it good. Let's make it something that I want. And you say, what do I need? What do I need to change to make this happen? Do I need to have a, do I need to shift my evening routine? Do I need to make an evening routine? You know, do I need to start doing something different in the morning? Mm -hmm. You know, whatever that may be, maybe you need to cut some things out that are 
not serving you, not serving what you want to do. Maybe you need to drop some, some things that you do, like if, um, some groups that you're a part of some, you know, extra, extra groups or anything, um, organizations that require a lot of time or things that just don't make you happy or serve you. Some things you're going to have to do. You can't always change the people that you're around, but making changes has such a negative connotation these days and it doesn't need to be. Yeah. When you learn to make the changes, I mean, hey, look at look at pandemic. That forced the entire world into change and everybody about had a fit because all of a sudden their routines change and I'll be honest, I was absolutely one of them. I had no idea what to do. Right. And but you know, you learn to pivot really fast and say, okay, you know, this is changing anyway. What what do I need to do to be successful in this and to use this the best possible? We our brains automatically look for, you know, why does this suck so much? Or, you know, this sucks. When are we gonna get back to normal? And I mean, if we've learned anything from being stuck at home and everything, things aren't gonna go ever go back to how they were. The world's always moving forward. And, you know, things are always changing. So why not find a way to embrace it? Why not find a way to say, okay, great. You know, this kind of sucks, but how can I, how can I do good in here? How can I make this work good for me? How can I make this work the best possible? And sometimes, yeah, there's no, there's no positive thing that can come out of it until you see the other side. Sometimes crappy things have to happen in order for, us to move forward. Sometimes the better things don't necessarily work out for the best things. And nobody wants to look at it like that. Everybody just wants to sit and say, this sucks. My life sucks. You know, why can't this be better? Why can't we do this instead? And that's exhausting and that doesn't get you anywhere. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But if we can learn to welcome change and learn to say, okay, you know, my, my morning might go faster if I got my coffee ready the night before, or if I took the extra three minutes before I went to bed and set some clothes out. So I'm not staring at my closet the next day. And then I'm 10 minutes late getting out the door, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. Or, um, you know, maybe you change what you're listening to instead of, you know, some music or whatever, listen to, you know, a book or, you know, a podcast or whatever the case may be, or maybe change the podcast you're listening to. All of those things, we don't realize how much they affect us and how much crap we put in our head all the time. And when we change the things that we do, the things that we're listening to, our routines, it's shocking how much our lives change, but we have to be willing to do the change instead of sitting there thinking, I don't want things to change because you're going to be miserable. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, yes. Like the world is definitely changing, especially now. I think everyone 
should, uh, if they haven't already, I don't know how, but they should have learned this <laughs> lesson of like, things are changing and you've got to move along with it and embrace it if you want to, you know, survive, <laughs> let alone yeah. thrive. Um, but you know, there's still people who are going to make excuses for making oh, changes and stuff. Like what, what do you think people can do to stop making excuses? Get real with themselves. Hmm. Um, make excuses. Well, they'll always be there. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I make them a lot and I have no idea that I make them. Um, excuses are something that we have to realize we're making excuses because we, we don't want to face what we need to face. Mm -hmm. It's, it's something instead of like, instead of somebody just saying, Hey, I just don't want to do it. We make up an excuse as to why. Um, I, I'm in the middle of finishing a book and I've made a lot of excuses as to why I can't finish it because it's a very raw and personal book. And that means I have to deal with some of my crap. And <laughs> I mean, after I sit down and just do it, I'm on cloud nine and I feel great. And I'm like, man, I'm, I'm really excited for people to read this. I'm really excited to share this with people, but yeah. it means I have to get real with myself. And I used to tell myself that, um, you know, all these people are, if I, if I'm real with people on social media or wherever, I'm going to get judged. People are going to judge me and people are going to think I'm whatever. Yes. And I had to, I had to get real with myself and be like, I'm using that as an excuse to not help somebody, to not share my story, to share my vulnerability when yes, people are going to judge you. People are going to say things about you. You know what I can do about that? Zero things. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, I have, I've done what I've done for a reason. I've had the experiences I've had for a reason. It's to help people. It's to share with people. And, you know, sometimes we're just like, oh, my family's going to judge me. Who cares? Mm -hmm. Like, whatever. If they're, if they're going to judge you, they're going to judge you no matter what. Yeah. And the same goes for everybody else. So we make excuses to not do everything. Like, we make excuses because things are hard. Well, yes, things are hard. Things will always be hard, but you know how awesome it is to do hard things, to be successful at it. And all of a sudden you're like, yeah, I just did that <laughs> because you threw your excuse out the window and said, I'm going to do it anyway. Right. And people make excuses not to do things all the time. And then they get mad at themselves because they made the excuse and they didn't do it. And you make the excuse of it's, you know, it's too hard to change my routine. It's too hard to lose weight. It's too hard to have this hard conversation, even though you have the hard conversation for 20 minutes and then it's done and then your life gets better. And then you stop stewing on whatever the heck you needed to have the hard conversation about. 
Right. You know, all of those things. People yeah. make excuses for everything. Oh, and, I know. <laughs> like I said, I'm I'm totally one of them. But I've I've learned to take the step forward regardless and work through them. Yeah, I think we're all guilty of making excuses, but I love how you said you have to get real with yourself. Um, and when you are honest with yourself about like why why you're making these excuses and like what's actually going on, then you can get some answers and like move on. And then it just makes me think back to how we were talking about earlier about journaling and getting it out. And that's yeah. a good journal topic of like, what excuses <laughs> am I making? And like, why am I making them? Yeah, like, um, I, I don't know if I told you, um, I had a conversation last week and it was, um, you know, somebody that I'm close to was like, you know, I, I can tell you're struggling with something. And I was just like, okay, later I talked about it. And the minute I called myself out on my own excuse and my own crap, I realized that I had been making the excuse of I'm, I'm asking the people that I love to accept me for being who I am and why, why am I doing that? And, you know, it's because we crave acceptance so much instead of, you know, just being who we want to be or doing what we want to do. Yeah. And the minute, the minute I had that conversation and I realized that I let it, I could let it go. And I'm, I was like, okay, you know, I'm, you know, why am I unconsciously, like I wasn't even asking somebody. I was literally sitting there saying, you know, I, I would love for this person to come out and say, you know, I, I love you for you. I love you for what you're doing. And then, you know, whether they agree with it or not, you know, I love you for it. Yeah. And I was waiting for that and it wasn't coming. Mm -hmm. Not because the sentiment, the emotion, the acceptance wasn't there, but because that's just not how they are. Right. <clears throat> yeah. And you can't control, you know, yeah. what someone else is you know, going to do or say, and that's such a good point to be aware of that. Like that was making you feel a certain way, but then it's like, you have no control over that and that's not going to change anything. And realizing right. that can, yeah, this is very powerful. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned your book that you're working on. <laughs> Tell me more about that and like anything else that you've got coming up that you want to share. Absolutely. So I have been working on this for years. Um, it is a book about my struggles as a kid with self-image, how that molded me into who I was as a young adult coming right out of, well, during school and coming right out of school. And then um, kind of how that's shaped me into who I've become and why I've taken the direction I have. And um, it's been, it's been hard because it's not just my story. It is my story along with, you know, all of my family, some of my friends. And mm -hmm. it's, it's very, 
raw for me, but it is a story that people need to hear, the story that needs to be out there. People, there's somebody, hopefully a lot of people that need the impact of it because, you know, I, I thought I was done a year ago and um, I sent it to a couple people to say, okay, you know, read this for um, accuracy. And then about a month ago, I had a conversation with somebody and they're like, well, I don't think people need accuracy. They want your story. Like mm-hmm. the accuracy is, you know, whatever it is. And we're like, the, the accuracy doesn't matter. It's your story and what you remember and, you know, how it shaped you and everything. And I'm like, well, holy cow. Okay. So um, I'm hopefully finishing that in the next couple of weeks so that I can um, have a couple of people um, read over it and edit it for me and make sure that it flows and makes yeah. sense. And then um, my goal is to have that out uh, hopefully, hopefully February or so. Um, it'll be, it'll be an, um, hopefully an audio book if I can ever get in somewhere to record it. Yeah. But um, it will be a Kindle version. And then hopefully someday when I can make that happen, it'll be in paperback because I love a good paperback book. Yeah. So um, I'm still mulling over titles. So I don't have that quite yet. I haven't come up with the right one. Um, I'm, I've got that happening as well as I have a little mini course on my website right now. It's called Manage Your Mindset and it is short and uh, hopefully decently easy to get through. But from the people that have gone through it so far, they said that it have, has made them think a lot and uh, make some changes. So um, that's been, that was really fun to make. That was a, a pandemic project because I was making my pitches to get on stage and get in front of people to be able to inspire. And since that wasn't happening when the world shut down, I decided to uh, go online like a lot of other people did. So yeah. uh, that is currently available on my website. Um, I, you can find me on, let's we'll see, mostly I'm on Facebook and Instagram. My Facebook is, um, living life with Lauren, nice and cheesy. Um, <laughs> my Instagram is live.life.with.lauren. The regular stuff was not available, so I had to put periods in it. Um, <laughs> and then I have a YouTube channel that I've recorded a lot of things for, and that is just under Lauren Dreyer, my first and last name. Um, and that's essentially it, or um, you can find just about anything you want about me on my website. And that's just livinglifewithlauren.com. Awesome. That's, I'm really excited about your book and I will have to have you back when you do like release it and stuff to yeah. see how it, you know, how it's going and just to learn more about it. Um, because I think people do need to hear more stories from others, um, especially like vulnerable ones. Cause then it's like, people can relate to you and uh, they don't feel like they're going through something by themselves. Like they 
probably have similar experiences and stuff. And absolutely, I think, I think it's great that you're putting that out there and your mindset course. I think everyone needs that. <laughs> so <laughs> definitely yeah. check it out. And you said that's on your website, right? Uh, yes. The, yeah, the course is currently live on my website. Yes. Awesome. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, so what um, message do you want to leave people with today? My message to people would be to get real with yourself and figure out what you want in life. As your podcast is called, be you. <laughs> and I feel like we, like I, I was looking for permission to be me. Don't do that. Find out what you want to do. Find out who you want to be and make the changes you need to make. Sometimes it takes a while, but find the way to make those changes in your life to be you. And don't ask for permission to do it. You were meant to be whoever you were meant to be, and that is specific to you. It takes work, it's gonna get hard, and probably gonna get ugly, but it is so worth it to do the work, to figure out how to be you, and to make that change in your life. Oh, I love it. Such a good message. And yes, obviously that's like what my podcast is all about. <laughs> so I'm here for it. But uh, thank you so much, Lauren. This was really insightful. Um, and I just so appreciate you being on my podcast and sharing with me. Absolutely. Great to be here. I definitely learned a lot from Lauren and I hope that you did too. Uh, please check out her uh, mini mindset course and stay connected with her so that you can stay tuned for her new book coming out next year and let us know what your takeaways were. Uh, our contact information is in the show notes. Thank you for listening to the BU podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share with your friends and write me a review. I would love to hear from you. And you can find me on Instagram at beautifulchick or on my website, beautifulchick.com. Remember, be you, be beautiful. <laughs>